0: We are back to the Real Kipper and Bourne show. This is our national edition. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour, of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprio, Sammy McKee, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick. All on board for the next hour. I'm glad Saravalli. you are too. Oh, I'm sorry, pal. So okay. Frank
1: Valley tweeting that there could be an answer this weekend uh, in, regarding Arizona's future in the desert.
0: Mm. Well, I had heard all along that there was this kind of soft all-star weekend, get your crap together deadline. And it sounds like the crap was almost together a week
1: <laughs> late and they have congealed the crap, <laughs> which really describes well, Arizona's situation A little nicely. too much cheese for them?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Commissioner Batman was kind of... Drilled a little bit on on the subject of uh, Arizona, and we had Commissioner uh, Deputy Bill Daly on our show Friday, and got the sense that they were given maybe another small window to maybe come back to them with something concrete. Mm.
1: Arizona's like trying to get them to pay back their bookie. They're just like another week, man. I don't <laughs> <you> <laughs> have the money for you. I'll have the
2: ring for you. I swear. What is my money?
1: Yeah, it's it's coming. All right. So I know that Marty Walsh should be happy to hear any sort of well, update with the NHLPA.
2: God, I'm so hot. I'm so glad hockey's back. Actually, exactly. last week, it's yeah, just yeah, like all Canadian teams hockey. are playing again and guys making debuts, yeah, teams going for 17. Eggs.
0: Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, let's welcome in one of the best hockey voices out there. We happen to be lucky to have him on Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. Let's welcome in Louis Debrask, who's, He gets ready to call history Tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Is, is it that simple, Louie? Edmonton's winning streak Ed, continues?
3: <laughs> we'll see. They're up against a tough opponent tonight, you know that, Kipper. But uh, you know what? I think the rest was good. Talking to the guys this morning at the rink, I think.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Frozen <laughs> Louie. <laughs> He's
3: a handsome have guy. have to win those type of games throughout the season.
0: All right, listen. Why don't we just? And, uh, uh, are losing you a little bit? Or? Yeah, we are. Maybe we'll get him on uh, a phone
2: call. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, S- that seemed like it wasn't going to be great. All right, maybe he's on the hotel Wi-Fi. Uh, maybe the win hasn't paid their bill. I don't the know. win. On his MGM. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just get uh, there. To so,
0: tonight. I don't know. Is like is Connor McDavid well rested? That guy worked uh, his ass off on the weekend to. Uh, to put on a good show during the NHL All-Star weekend. I don't know if weekend. you can
1: tell me, but I was going to ask him, do you think those guys party at all? Like, just generally? Like, does Dreisaitl, like, they, does he go out? They have, like, McDavid probably doesn't.
0: There's various degrees of, I know. of partying. It's a
1: vague question.
0: It's a vague question. And sometimes, you know, there's there's some guys that drink. There's some guys that don't drink. Yeah. And there's some guys that. Don't drink. That can still stay Be up out. till four a.m. and yeah. hang with the boys and have laughs and yeah, you know. So well, that's kind of it. I'm asking a vague
1: question. that sounds like, do you do drugs? And I'm not asking <laughs> that. I, you know, it's like <laughs> I wonder what these guys because it makes a
0: difference, right? Your All Star Weekend. There's the potential to do whatever. There is, but I I can't see a friends and family yeah. weekend and with. We've all got. I don't know.
1: What, what do you think Beeb's had in that coat? Who yeah,
0: knows? We've 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 all got buddies on various teams, and I'm sure they did this weekend. Where no, nobody's going to bed at nine thirty no, uh, no. or, or ten o'clock. You're you're hanging, yeah. To various degrees. What does that mean? Could be just having a coffee somewhere, which is highly unlikely. <laughs> yeah, it could be,
1: <laughs> but that, it could be maybe
0: an espresso martini with some coffee, <laughs> <laughs> a
1: couple of beans <laughs> at the bar. But. but
0: the one thing that you don't like, even a Connor McDavid, like, this guy just, his his engine doesn't stop, and right. maybe we got uh, uh, Louie who can touch base on that, so, yeah. and we've re uh, reacquainted him on, uh, on one of the lines here. Thanks, Louie, but just... We've reconnected,
3: boys, we've reconnected. There you Love go. It.
0: Just <laughs> the fact, Louie, that uh, Connor's engine may idle, but it never shuts down when it comes to 24-7. The only one that I think uh, who maybe have set this tone is Sidney Crosby for me. Yeah, uh, but that's why I feel like maybe this weekend didn't, may not have slowed him down coming into tonight.
3: No, I, I, I don't think so at all. And, and what I was trying to say earlier was, I talked to a few of the guys in the room, and I think that the, the break was at the perfect time for the team. Um, they were a team that was really fighting. Each game, tooth and nail, which those are close games you have to win throughout the season, and you'll learn to play that way down the stretch and especially into the playoffs, they understand that. But to kind of heal up, get the body rested a little bit, this team has always played better rested, no question about it. And Connor McDavid leads that by example. I mean, this guy never really turns it off, it seems. But for him to go to his hometown, you know, have the all-star game, have his friends and family there, and just – you know, enjoy that type of environment uh, with the people that he's closest to. I think it was good for him, obviously, Leon as well. And, you know, these guys come back, they're refreshed. They did have a few days off, but it is tough on the Stars. I will say it, you know, the one thing about the All-Star game is the Stars really don't get to turn it off completely, which is maybe a good thing for teams because they come back in and they've been on the ice a few times where the other guys come back from breaks and are kind of getting that rust off the first couple of days on the ice. But uh, I don't think this will bother Connor at all in the team. And I think they understand what's at stake. They are playing a division rival. They're playing a team that beat them last year in the playoffs. They are very upset about that loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. They beat them once this year in a very hard-fought game. And you know Vegas isn't just going to allow it to happen. They're going to go out there and try and stop this streak Um, Like every team has tried building up to this. And uh, it's a historical one, like you said at the start, Kipper, because if they win this one, they tie the record, which would be pretty outstanding.
1: So it's a hard thing to do to get people to break their preconceived notions about a team. For years, everyone thought the Leafs were kind of this like one-way, one-dimensional team. They were pretty good defensively last year. Um, you know, people didn't buy it so much. It, it just it takes time to change minds. The Edmonton Oilers have uh, given up two or fewer goals in 14 straight games. Is this a really good defensive team?
3: <laughs> they're a much much better defensive team, right. no question about it. And I think they're totally fine with people thinking they're still just an offensive juggernaut because they walk in there and the way they play, especially in the third period, guys, the way they can close out a third period and just not allow you to have any life is incredible throughout this win streak, and I, I think it's a real strength of the team. They understand how to buckle it down, they understand how to close out a game, and they've learned hard lessons along the way, being a team that was very offensive, but sometimes porous defensively. And they've really worked hard to shore that up, and I, and I don't think they've been given enough credit for it, but I think they're okay with that. I think they're okay with people still thinking of that offensive juggernaut, which they still are. Let's face it, they have you know, really talented players that can – rack up the score but if you look at the way they've won in this win streak especially in the eight game win streak before that um, this team is playing a team brand of funky they're playing a disciplined hard-working very structured defensive game and looking for their opportunities the right way do they break open every once in a while and those old those old habits come back sure they do but in the long run they've been really good at kind of settling down and just playing with what's in front of them making sure they're not giving up those high risk, high reward type of situations. And it's worked, you know, they're finding ways to win. There's no question about it throughout this streak. They found ways to win games. Like I said earlier, maybe a couple they shouldn't have won, but they claw, scratch and, and, and get the W. And that's just a team that's trying to work through through it and make themselves the best they can possibly be.
0: We're talking to Louis DeBrusque, hockey analyst with sports and hockey night in Canada, Louie. During the streak, uh, Skinner has a one-four-one oh. goals against average, a save percentage of uh, nine-fifty in twelve mm-hmm. games. Like I-, I know the jersey says it's the same guy, <laughs> but is it really the same guy that started the yeah. season?
3: You know, it's incredible. He has been outstanding, and it's kind of it kind of crept up on us, just with the fine performances that he was putting in. And there's been so much discussion here, guys. You guys know about the goaltending here in recent years and just, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to go out and get a goaltender? And the patient, Ken Holland, and this organization said, you know what, we're going to live with this. We're going to make a move. They've sent down Jack Campbell down to the American Hockey League, and from what I understand, he's playing very well down there right now. And Calvin Pickard came up, and what that did is that put the reins right in the hands of Stuart Skinner. It, It made him the number one guy. There was no question, there was no battle with whose net that was going to be. It was Stuart Skinner's. And it was a it was a gamble, I think, by the Edmonton Oilers, but it paid off. Because what it allowed him to do was just focus himself as a starting goaltender. And I think with Jack coming in, and with Jack being a veteran guy, and Stuart Skinner's a very um, team-oriented guy, I think he kind of would sometimes take on some of that empathy for his teammate. I mean, obviously they were very close. And you know, when you one guy's struggling, one guy's not, you feel for the other guy. You're always wanting that guy to do well. What this did was just allow him to concentrate on his game and nothing against Jack Campbell. It's just for Stuart Skinner, what it seemed to do was just really narrow the focus down for him. And he's been great. Outstanding numbers. I mean, incredible. And in 11 of those 12 wins that he's had in a row, he's given up two or less goals against I mean, it's just, it's a tear that he's on right now, and he just, uh, he's playing well behind a team that's playing well in front of him, and they go really well together, but I think what it is too, also, guys, I think with the system and the way the team's playing right now, the one area that they've cleaned up so immensely and done so well is not the second and third opportunities. They're going to give you chances, and there's some really good chances that are against for the Evans and Oilers, but... They concentrate on letting the goaltender handle that shot and they take care of everything else. And if you look at great teams around this league over the years, and, you know, I I mean, you could pick however many you want to. The great goaltenders that have played in this league, if you allow them to be that focused on one thing and that one thing is stopping that shot then they're, they're great goaltenders. They are going to make that save more often than not. And if you take care of the business around them, which I think Stuart Skinner has the utmost confidence right now that his defensemen, his forwards coming back, his centermen back into the zone, are going to take care of that for him. And all he's focusing on right now is the shot. And I've said this before, and we don't talk enough about this for goaltenders, but we always talk about players when they're struggling. Oh, they're trying to do too much. You know what, they're just trying to do too much, and they're thinking about too many things instead of narrowing the focus and playing their game, and it's the same for goaltenders. When a goaltender's thinking too much, quotation, quotation, they're worried about the rebound. They're worried about the guy off to the side of the net. They're worried. Right now, Stuart Skinner isn't worried about those players. He's worried about facing the shot wherever that shot comes from and making the save, and when a goaltender's allowed to do that, you see what happens.
1: Louis, whenever a new coach comes in, there's always a sort of a competition to win the guy's affection, show him you could be a good player. And and inevitably, some players get more opportunity and and thrive under a new coach. But that usually comes at the cost of someone else. Uh, Do you have any winners and losers in the time on ice or opportunity battle since Knobloch has taken over?
3: Good question, and I and I think that we, we just actually talked about this morning with our old colleague, I'll say Cassie Campbell, who's here doing the game. Um, I, um, you know, we we were talking about the fact that, you know, I think Chris Knobloch did a nice job of having, having a feel of the pulse of everybody on the team, and that goes from the top guys right down to the bottom, and he understands that the bottom six need to be more activated, more involved. He's done that. Um, he's encouraged them to do more and given them a little more of an opportunity. The top guys, the same thing, he loaded up Tricell and McDavid at the right time, I thought, for the last couple of games before the break to get them kind of going, and like I said, there was a little fatigue there, and I think the grind of the schedule, the grind of the run, I think was starting to take a little bit of a toll, and I think he sensed that. So he loaded them up, and each of them had six and seven points respectively in the last two games, so it got them both, so they'll be separated, it looks for tonight. Um, and back on their respective lines, which has worked so well for this weather team having them apart, and the most that I've seen in my tenure with Drysdale and McDavid on team. And, and I think it's necessary. You can always go back to that when you need to, but I think they've really been done a great job, both Connor and Leon, just running their own line and doing their own thing. And, you know, when the power play starts clicking, which it is starting to get going again, it's starting to heat up, and it hasn't throughout this stretch. It hasn't been amazing. It's just been solid, but it's starting to get hot again. So look out that way. But uh, I, I think that he, he really has a good pulse on that. And I, and I think he just has done a good job at trying to get everybody involved. You know, I mean, there's been a couple guys that have shuffled through. The penalty kill especially, if you look at the start of the year, they used a lot of players in that penalty killing situation. So that's minutes that people were getting that they're not getting now because they've really condensed it down to a a few pairings that are doing the penalty killing for the most part, and it's really improved the penalty penalty killing, by the way. They're now sixth in the National Hockey League, which is, to me, one of the biggest changes they've made with uh, Mark Stewart taking that over. I know Chris Knobloch's talked about that and, you know, handed those reins to him. And it's it's a collective group, but but Mark's been the guy that's really taken it over and done a tremendous job there. And the guys have bought in and the penalty kill, which was very porous at the start of the year and was given up a lot of power play goals against, um, has really shut it down. So, yeah, I think that, There's really no losers to this point. I would say Vander Kane maybe is the one guy that's been shuffled around a little bit. Um, He's found a nice little home right now. I think his last few games have been solid. Um, He's been dealing with a few things too, but when he's skating, he's hit. I mean, he's such a, he's such a, a finisher when he plays that only needs a couple of chances in the game to put one in the net. And that's what you're kind of relying on. But, would be the one guy that isn't on the penalty kill anymore he is trying to get him out there in situations after penalty kills and maybe load up with connor and leon the occasional time so you know he's trying to distribute that time around and he's very aware of them. he's very aware of guys that are are playing well guys that aren't playing well and kind of mixing and matching and trying to get the best out of everybody i think that's why the guys have been very responsive to him is that that he's uh he he feels what's going on and he, he tries to make little tweaks along the way when he can
0: two guys that took as much heat as anybody for the Edmonton Oilers early in the season was Evan Bouchard and Darnell nurse. And yeah. the, the the attention that that blue line had back then um, was like, it was over the top in terms of you can't win with that <laughs> blue line. And, yeah. and we know how they've turned their seasons around, but is the feeling that there still may be a guy or two away or is this blue line actually good enough to to be looked at as Yeah, we we, we can still win?
3: It's pretty incredible because, you know, this blue line more or less got them to the conference final two years ago and then last year they lost to the Stanley Cup champions of the Vegas Golden Knights. I look at it, and they've been healthy. That's the one key thing. They weren't healthy at the start of the year. I think that really put them back. You know, especially Matias at home not having training camp. I mean, the entire training camp, he wasn't skating. He jumps in there and he's, you know, he's logging minutes and he's up against tough matchups. I think Darnell Nurse helped out. I think as he always does, tries to do a little bit too much. We just talked about that with goaltending. I think Darnell's a guy that, you know, he wears it. He wears it because he knows he's he's got a big role in this team. So, when he's just playing his game though, which I think he's playing the best he's ever played right now. I really do. I think he's just playing and that's the most important thing. And I think Paul Coffey's had a ton to do with that. I really do. I think he came in and he lightened the load a little bit for the defenseman. And he said, you guys, you know, you're, you're playing, like you're, you're waiting to make that mistake, you know, go out there and make plays, go out there, and do something with the puck. And I think it just, I think they all felt like they were a foot taller and it shows they're, they're a real tight group. The pairings have been concrete all year long. They've been absolutely stable. They've been healthy and able to keep them together, which is incredible. You don't see that too often in the National Hockey League where you have, number one, no injuries in that regard, but also the fact you can keep your pairings together, which they've done. It's, uh, it's allowed them to develop that chemistry. I would tell you right now, if you went in there and asked every single one of those defensemen, hey, would you like to get somebody else different not a chance? They love their defense partners. It's a real tight-knit group. But as a general manager, Ken Holland, Jeff Jackson, uh, the management group of this team, if they can add to make the team better, of course they're going to look to do that. But as of right now, I don't know if they're really worried about it.
1: So what are they in for with Vegas tonight in in hopes of breaking an NHL record? Uh, This Golden Knights team uh, won a couple of hockey games recently. What do you see out of Vegas?
3: Yeah, you know, they're banged up a little bit right now. They've got some key players out of the lineup. And sometimes when that happens, guys step up and get opportunities they might not get and and play a little bigger than they can play. And uh, I think that's what they can expect from Vegas. Um, it looks like William Carlson's back in the mix tonight, which is a huge piece for the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, he's been so important right from day one of this organization. He's been one of my favorite players to watch. Just a real competitive 200-foot centerman that was suppressed Before he got to Vegas and then broke out with 42 goals and he's one of those guys you can put in any situation and up against anybody so it'll be good that they have him back. This will be a tough team. This is a defensive minded team. No question about it. It's a veteran team. They know how to play. They know how to shut down They know how to grind. And quite frankly, the team that Evans is trying to become, it's a team that beat them in the playoffs last year. They understand that. It was the Avalanche that beat them the year before. They understand that. And they've tried to morph their game into a combination of both Colorado and Vegas. And they've done a pretty nice job of that. in The 16-game win streak, I would tell you that. But this will be a good game. This won't be an easy one. I know the guys in the room are fired up for this one. They understand what's at stake. They're excited to be back in the mix and back together playing hockey again after some time off. But I think the Vegas Golden Knights will be doing the same thing and looking to try and Take that uh, streak right out of their hands, and it's going to be a good one.
0: Oh, I get the I get the feeling that this will have a playoff atmosphere oh, yeah. here, especially when I, we can go back to Petrangelo and Dreisaitl going at it again. Man, and, listen, they want to shut yeah. them down. They don't want. They don't want the record against the Stanley Cup champions.
3: Yeah, you know what? And here's the thing: they uh, they know they have to go through each other. This is, you know, when you look at it, I mean, let's face it, in order to achieve what you want to achieve in this league for both of these teams, they know that they're most likely going to have to go through one another in, in the playoffs. It's just, it's just, it can line up that way. And it certainly could happen a different way, but, um, and these are those games right now that are a prelude to that. There will be extra intensity. Anytime you play someone in the playoffs, it brings that animosity and that, that, venom, that venom that carries over into the next year, and I expect a lot of that tonight. It, it, it's going to be a good game. I think both teams will be rested. Both teams will be ready, and it should be a good one.
0: The Edmonton Oilers taking a 16-game winning streak into Vegas tonight. Louis DeBrusque, enjoy the game. We'll look forward to hearing your voice tonight, pal.
3: Sounds good, boys. Thanks. Sorry Thanks, about Louie. that little network connection problem there. Oh, It's all good. All good, buddy. Thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, he's not that good looking, anyway. <laughs> oh. We don't need him on Zoom. Oh, that's
1: rude.
2: Had him on the uh, the glitchy personal
1: hotspot yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Good. He, he was.
2: He Louie was very handsome. He was trying his best. Uh, like I said, on the Win Wi Fi that was the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to check on their Wi Fi. Yeah, next time I I'll go, I'll uh, check in with you. All right. Um, this is as excited for a. Out of market hockey game as I've been in a really long time. Really, yeah. You I do seem pumped. I gotta tell you, man. I having gone to a game mm-hmm. in Vegas and seeing how much they actually care and how good their fan base is completely changed my perspective on them. And I liked them. Yeah. Like I really resented them and I hated them because it's like, oh, they have all that they've been in the year, league six years and they win a cup. And my dad was ten when the Leafs won the last one, and I had all this resentment towards them. But I loved it there, and I loved their, I loved time. their, I loved just loved everything about it. And tonight they're rolling out. <clears throat> excuse me, Jonas Rondberg,
1: Paul Cotter. Uh, let's see who else we got. Don't sleep on Kane Paul Cotter. Korzak. Got yeah, the hands. Cotter's good.
2: It's got the hands.
1: Um, you know, there's a they got a lot of guys subbing in tonight, so we'll we'll see if they can put up a good fight against and, and the
0: And the perception out there that Connor could have now a thirty five, forty goal season and enjoyed one of the best years in his career yeah Yeah. a lot of love spread out now on that roster
1: for sure and and you you looked up and down their roster and look even at their decor and it's like Bouchard has taking that step they were waiting for him to take, and you know they got some comfort out of Ackholm and they got they're pretty solid and they also Corey Perry doesn't hurt on the back end when you're talking you know in their bottom yeah, six they, they've about. got to
0: kind of win yeah. now too, right based yeah. on i think correct me if I'm wrong but Bouchard need a new contract after next season because his number is gonna it's gonna be an issue.
2: Yeah, it could be a double digit, right? Like it's high. Double it, digit. Well, I mean, guys, he's a seventy-point guy. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm all for driving up the prices of other Canadian stars. Like it never happens all like it does here in all. Toronto, but double we all get Toronto. accused every
0: once in a while of driving the price up, and it's
2: like all We're just let's do it we're just the
1: Messenger, hey. Bud. Evan Bouchard is a point per game player yes. at 24 years old, who's six foot three and 195 pounds. He's going to be an 80, 90 and, point defenseman and, and shoots What's the puck 90
0: plus miles an hour just for fun. More than any other defenseman
2: in the league, he hits at 90 plus miles per hour. 43 points is his career high, which he got because yeah, he's year. 10 years old. I'm just saying, double digits is high. What is his? Uh, who's nine it? five for what? Yeah, but yeah, and I Jim, guess by guessing the caps going up, you're right. What, what is right. his
0: contract status?
1: And for the record, he, he might be the eight du- or nine? Who's million. the point point guy. Is He did a, get the
0: bridge deal, did he?
1: Yeah, which is going to cost them. All right, it's up in twenty five, twenty six. Oh. So he's got uh, this season and next, yeah. one year after this at three point nine, <sighs> and then after that, yeah, they're gonna have to pay him. They're going to pay million
0: more than that. He's eligible to sign July 1st with just one year
2: left. Is he not? Nah, don't look at me. You're the cap guy. Yeah.
0: So uh, we're, we're in 23, 24, 24, 25. And
2: going
1: into next
2: season. Yeah, you're
0: right. Twenty five. Does he have 25, 26 on the board? No. Okay. So he's eligible to sign July 1st. Once again, you want to burn into UFA numbers. I think you're closer to double digits than he is at seven. Yeah. He's not going to. We'll be see where cheap. the numbers end up.
2: Um, game time? Game time. Uh, anything to do with. Uh... I got lots to do with all the Canadian teams. Okay, go ahead. Uh, when
1: are we getting the Taylor Swift Super Bowl props? Those that's a,
2: well, I, I got, I'm cooking up a few for Friday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds to find out why it's never ordinary. If Bet365 must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. I did get an early lean from Kipper today on the Super Bowl. I asked him who he was like, and he gave me somebody. I won't, I won't spoil it, but gave me an early lean, which I was a little bit surprised by. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I uh, got three separate same-game parlays tonight for three of the Canadian teams. Okay. You know I love my Golden Knights. So <laughs> they are plus 130 underdogs tonight. I know that's because... players. I know. I know. But they got pedigree, and they're the Stanley Cup champions, yep. and they're gritty, and they don't want to let... The Edmonton Oilers get the record in their building. The
1: great Jonathan Marchessault.
2: He has 11 goals in 21 career games against the Edmonton Oilers. 19 points in those 21 games. So give me a Vegas money line. Jonathan Marchessault to score a goal. It's going to pay. And a Arvin, an Ivan Barbashev point. And he's got, I think, 11 in his last six. It pays plus 625. Ooh. So if you, think, nice if, you think that, if you think that Vegas is going to upset them, Marsha So and Ivan Barbashev are both going to have a hand in it. So there's my first one for you.
1: Do they play together per chance? Because that's always a nice way to bet it, too. A couple of guys who play together both getting points.
2: And anyway. no one from Vegas
0: played in the All-Star game. No, they're fresh. They were the You say the only team. I don't know. Did Chicago have somebody play for Bedard? Dickinson I thought he was supposed to, but I don't, know, I don't know. I don't think he ended up going either know. maybe so i don't, I don't think i don't think i don't remember anybody from chicago but then again
2: listen the sun was out saturday early. afternoon boys i wasn't watching I didn't pay <laughs> that close attention are we far enough removed or we can say we didn't watch that the su- sunday the sun was out and, <laughs> but i had a great time watch the hell out of the skills oh yeah yeah uh, and i enjoyed watching people enjoy it yes the, the second one i have for you a longer shot flames going into boston Flames money line and a Kuzmenko goal in his debut. Pays plus 600. So two little things that have to happen there. And this is, this is the longest shot that I have for you. Plus 1,200. A Vancouver Canuck win, who are pretty big underdogs tonight in Carolina. A Elias Lindholm debut goal. And a of point, because he's moved onto that line, is plus 1,200. I don't hate First, that at all. First, we have Pierre Engvall scoring the game
0: winner mm. against the Leafs last night. Mm-hmm. And now... We're talking about McKayev on
2: the number one line. Top line,
1: Mikheyev? Right? I like, should sure want to replace him with Lafferty. Uh,
2: okay, yeah, anyways, no, uh, no. that was game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds to find out. Why is it ever ordinary? Bet365 must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, McKayev's um, a good player. Yeah, he's fine. fine. No, he's um, good. He's good. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Talk had some Don't, comments about him just like going in on the four check, and that's what he should do. He should go get the hockey. He's puck.
2: very fast and so heavy. So fast. fast very and heavy. Big, r- rangy. He's good on the four check.
0: And they're just a, those type of guys, even though they're not physical, they're like almost accidentally good. I would agree right? with that. Beats the puck to a square, though. It doesn't. <laughs>
1: Here's talking on no. Mikhail. <laughs> I've got to see some four-checking from him. Uh, I've got to see him winning some battles, and I think coming up with loose pucks, I want to see him drive play, especially as a top four-checker for us. So he's all about this. He can hang with the puck and make plays. This is a test for Mick. i got to see some good yeah. stuff from him. It's there. He can do it.
0: Oh, now with Kuzmenko out, a little piece of advice for you there. Don't turn yourself into it. <laughs> The whipping boy. Yeah, yeah. No, whipping no, no, no. You're right. This is big game for him. Right? I, I think there's a little warning I'm here for him. Hearing those comments, yes. maybe win and a couple pucks. I got rid
2: of this but, guy. Yeah. I got rid of you too. Did I already read the end? I've just pulled a kipper. Did I read the other part of game time? Best part no, is, oh yeah, you closed it off. Did I? Okay, you closed it off. I just love the Kipper there.
0: Edmonton still remains like the favorite now to win the Stanley Cup. You, Correct. Do
2: you want me to check that? Well, right now? you Nobody, told
0: us that last the week. Oilers nothing. Could, nothing would have changed. Nothing changed. I'm
2: sure they watched the Leafs last night and they're like, actually,
1: the Oilers could still win the Pacific. I don't think. I'm not even. How same. many games? They will. How many games? Uh, might. In
0: hand, do they have on Vegas?
1: They have five, five games yeah, on Vegas and ton. four on Vancouver, and they're twelve points back of Vancouver. So four games, eight potential points.
2: So I. Not to do not to do a bonus content here, but I was just looking for the, the Stanley Cup favorite. The country of the Stanley Cup winner is available. So minus three thirty for the USA, plus two forty for Canada. So you're getting quite four, a few you're getting pretty getting good four teams of
1: the sixteen teams,
2: but but some good, good ones. teams. Yeah, so not a bad little one there for you. Anyways, that was a little bonus.
1: Get yep, three good Canadian teams and the Leafs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Stranger things have happened, I guess. Maybe not the Leafs. Anyways. Let's get a break.
0: Talk about Team jokes. All right. uh, When we return, our good buddy Justin Bourne wrote an article on sportsnet.ca with the projections of Team Canada's 2025 Four Nations face-off. Is that the official name of the tournament? In in which
1: I openly tried to antagonize you.
0: Yes. (laughs) And and I will (laughs) remind (laughs) you what's wrong with your pick after this break.
2: teeing up the biggest games of the night it's the fan pregame with
1: Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert
3: weekdays at 6 p.m on Sportsnet Sportsnet 590 the fan and
0: wherever you get your podcast Back into the real Kipper and born show. Just before the break, we were mentioning our good buddy JB jumping all over the Four Nations face oh, off. Buddy,
1: this okay, is the all, lowest hanging there, content fruit on there, earth. There's
0: already a tournament Four Nations, is there not?
1: Yes, the women had a Four Nations Cup. They have did? It? Or maybe they still have it?
2: Like, no, we I, don't hear you. I
1: mean, I'm in the room with you and I can hear you, but
2: I don't think. Oh, there we go. Uh, and there's a lacrosse one, too, right? Four Nations? Really come on, let's come up with
0: something of... more original.
1: There's Four Nations. They're facing off. <laughs> I'd rather
0: something. call it the tournament with no name.
1: Okay. Well, for, for now, we'll we'll come up with our own name for okay. it. Okay. Okay.
0: For now, Four Nations tournament. All
1: right, everyone gets to yell at born time. Who's right. up for it?
0: So, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this... A real thing where people are actually talking about this, or is this just Sammy being overly nerdy right now?
1: Kip, the yeah. Four Nations face off is not in four years. It's in 11 months and two weeks. It's coming up.
2: This That's is fast. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is <laughs> to, happening. To me. Okay. I think, you know. Good point. I do think there are a lot of people that kind of feel like you, Kipper, which is like, it's one of the four best teams, but. At the same time, we haven't seen this in a very long time. This and is we, just
1: like, a, what's it look like? It's ha- fun to see it. What's it look like? We haven't
2: had a chance to have these discussions since they played their weird World Cup.
1: In my article, I note that the U.S. are choosing a starting goaltender between Jake Ottinger, Jeremy Swayman, Connor Hellebuck, and Thatcher Demko. Is, and, that, is that good?
2: And may I remind you, one gets to play.
1: <laughs> You're right. You have as many as you like. and can only put one in.
0: Okay, we'll get to that. All right. Where do you want to start with your lineup?
1: Do you want to just, like, address the elephant in the room? I can read them, and then I can tell you why Mitch Marner's not in my twelve. Yes.
0: Please. Go. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be quiet throughout the whole thing, but got, I'll try. My forward lines are
1: Hyman, McDavid, Bedard, Point, McKinnon, Barzal, Marchand, Marchand Crosby, Marchiso, Reinhardt, Sorelli, Stone.
2: Marcheseau. Yes. Over so, Marner.
1: So... I'll start there. The Marcheso over, over Marner. Jonathan Marchessault won the Conn Smythe Trophy seven months ago as yes. the best player in the clutchiest Stanley Cup yeah. playoff moments. He is on pace for 41 I'm, goals.
2: He plays for my Knights. I'm aware.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Mitch Marner hasn't had the postseason performances of Jonathan Marchessault. This is a short, big-game tournament. Marchessault has proven it.
2: God, that is such a, a person that would be picking this team's rationale. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not, and then, even, he, and then he wouldn't have the puck. You're not even in the ballpark
0: with Mitch Marner. You're not even like I don't I don't know what league you're in now because so is not the guy that's taking Mitch Marner's spot. It's your boy in the island, Barzell. Yep. You got Barzell with McKinnon and Point. That's Marner's spot.
1: Yeah, and I am here for that argument. Here's why, and I know you didn't read the article. Sam only has the line up in here, so I will explain my logic for that, sure. which I wrote in the article. That's the fastest line you can make on the planet. But Braden Point, Nathan McKinnon, Matt Barzell is the fa- McKinnon is literally the fastest guy in the league, you know, in terms of speed burst. Point is second, and then Barzell is just behind McDavid. So the opportunity to put three guys on there that skate like Lamborghinis, how do you defend that? That's
2: I mean, this strong
0: case. Strong case. That's all I got. All right. So I have one other thing. Barzell will get there faster in the wrong spot.
1: (laughs) The other argument there is that Barzell, to your point that you made, I think yesterday, can't score. Who's he ever been passing the puck to? Like, yeah, this year, Marner's on pace for 92 points and he's on pace for 82. Barzell doesn't have a guy, has never had a guy.
0: Who could put the puck away? So because he's never had a guy, we're just going to assume he can be the guy when he gets the guys. I'm assuming that's that your logic. a few
1: assists. If we're going to look at their stats, because other than stats, I don't know what Marner's well, case would Well, stats is a
0: big thing. For
1: sure. And I'll say he's played with Matthews, so I'm going to take a few assists away. And this guy's played with Bo Horvat as his best guy ever. I'm going to give him a couple there.
0: A couple. A couple. So in the last four years, Mitch Marner has been the top five scorer. In the last four years. Yeah. Barzell has been where? He's skating around with Pierre Engvall. That's what he's been doing. What place but listen, is not, he in the I'm last not, four I'm not, years? I'm not
1: making an all-star team of Can the I tell last you? five years. Can I, I tell know, you? 400th? 60. Great.
0: So I'm not taking the 60th score and throwing him... On a top line because he's, he's been flying with a bunch of seagulls.
1: Yeah. No, I, I. to me, this is not an award for the guy who's had the best five years.
0: You're guessing. That totally he's... guessing. Yes.
1: Totally guessing. Yes. Which is this exactly is a, what is a... everyone's going to be doing. Okay.
0: All right. And I, I, think... I don't see the logic on Barzell yeah. in that spot. That's all. I can... And I get it. It played a good game last night, good hockey match. But I, listen. You've lived in the island. I and, get and
1: it. And I also, <laughs> part of this is like, this is going to get Kip going. <laughs> you know, there's a little part of me
0: making this lineup yes. today, like this is going to be a conversation. I like Marcio, so, um, who's on pace for what thirty-seven, forty goals this year, which yep. is he's a, he's a great, a remarkable considering that uh, you know he hit the high note with the uh, Con Smythe, no problem there. Like Stone, like Sorelli, Sam Reinhardt for mm. me, yeah. may start. With McDavid and Hyman, and I push yeah. Bedard down.
1: Yeah, yeah. What? I know the, the yeah. Real, the real I'm not giving
0: one. Bedard no. number one status. No,
1: no, no, not even the line. He's making a good point.
2: The fact that like I don't. I mean, Sam Reinhart's good. Sam Reinhart's on pace for 62. Yeah, I know, but every shot he takes goes in. Okay, right. well, first of all, his greatest strength
0: is yeah. power play. He leads by a country mile Mile on the power play. Is Sam Reinhardt on your one or two power play? Doesn't look like it. Probably not. I don't know. If he's not, then I don't know whether or not he's he's yeah. going to be okay for you in the bottom six. Yep. Reinhardt needs to play in the top six right now. And he needs to prove that he is a legitimate number one guy on a power play, which he has all season long. Therefore, you move Bedard down and you see how the tournament goes, and you can always move Bedard up. Yeah. But you don't want to move him down halfway through the tournament.
1: It is interesting. The Bedard one, I'm really torn on, because he's on pace for, he's going to get 30, or would have been 30-some goals this year at his current pace. Next year, i got to believe he's a 40-plus goal scorer, and I just think he's just doing this, right? Like, we have the next guy here. Mm. You know, if you play him with a guy like McDavid, do they really find this chemistry, and all of a sudden Canada has them for the Olympics the year after? And four years after that, like you have a duo. Who's, but I know he plays center, but who's going to be picking this team? Do we know who GMs yet no. or anything yet?
2: Like, what are their, what is, what's that general manager's sensibilities in terms of giving a kid a chance or like rewarding, mm-hmm. rewarding a veteran or whatever? It just feels like a yeah. lot for Bedard. I'm going to think behind the scenes, this is
0: uh, like been a heavy discussion because, like you said, we're on the clock 11 yeah. months yeah. Yeah. and you're, you got to put that together a team that's going to lead into the Olympics because this is your warm-up. It's your tryout.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of how it feels, right? It kind of feels like this tournament is going to be a what are we going to do for Olympics sort of thing, which
2: when you get to the goaltending is, you know, can, what's... Can I just say that how much it absolutely burns me that Zach Hyman is a lock for any best-on-best? On
1: best. lock on everyone's best-on-best?
2: Best. It. Keeps me up at night. Like I just can't believe of all the guys Dubas let walk. But you couldn't get that, him on the All Star team.
1: Th- yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, they already had two guys. It's enough.
1: Well, Vancouver and Toronto
0: sent eleven each. Yeah.
2: Anyways, I just it burns me.
0: Sorry. Duh. No, that's fair. Had to get in there with that. It is one of the best stories in a very, very long time. That while well, his trajectory, yeah, In terms of
1: just work, so getting so getting yeah, better in, and better. In net, I've got. Jordan Binnington, Aiden Hill, Connor Ingram, Tristan Jari, Sam Montembeau, Stuart Skinner, whoever's playing hottest the week before the tournament. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Any of you, have a good week. You're the starting goalie. It is
0: remarkable to see just in terms of not seeing a huge name there.
1: I think it might be Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram and Aiden Hill.
2: Okay. I don't
0: know
1: how I feel. I know. <laughs> okay. okay. He says it's a nine fifteen this year. He's been good everywhere he's played. He just signed a three-year deal. He's, L- he's pretty legit.
2: Luckily for those goalies, the other team won't have the puck, so they'll be fine. That's true. Um, what are the odds of one or two, like, clearing waivers between now and then?
1: Well, it's really funny. You know,
0: you're not wrong. <laughs> the Stu Skinner
1: one is a funny thing. Stu Skinner, people are like, yeah, don't you have him as the guy? He... Was barely in the league two months ago.
0: We had conversations on what you Campbell do? or Skinner who yeah. gets sent to the minors, right?
1: And now it's like he's going to start for Team Canada in some people's minds.
2: Can I ask you about Morgan Riley? Yes. yes, I love Morgan Riley. I do. I really think he is a great Leaf, and he's a great leader, and he's a good player, and he's been awesome for the Leafs this year. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. Shea Theodore there instead? Big, for sure. Biggest games against the best competition. I I don't I don't I hate slagging on Morgan Riley because I love what he does the least, but it's just I'm just not sure. We, hey, gotta be able to have the conversation. Yeah. I'm just not sure. It's
1: there's no harm in talking, I talking think, about
0: it. I think if Morgan can have a similar type of playoff run as he did in the first round and carry it over to a second Maybe even a third, then, then he's certainly in the conversation for sure. Mm. But there there hasn't been enough sample sizes, I think, for him right now uh to be thought of other than a consideration.
1: Leafs D it' Leafs D. Team Canada's D is very much like how have guys played between then and now. Mm-hmm. I, I had the pairs as Taves McCar, who yep. you know, want to stay on the only cup as a top yep. pair. Morrissey and Petrangelo, Morgan Riley and Aaron Eckblad. I like that them together. Riley's better with a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Doughty, Noah Dobson, See, Shea I've got, Theodore. I've
0: got Noah Dobson ahead of uh, Aaron Eckblad. Yeah, yep.
2: You like him, eh? Yeah, yeah. He, he looked good last. I think he'll be in mean, another year. Yeah, at the time they he's make the team, is... I bet. I bet he, he's there. But I will say, having looked at this, and you know, like there's a lot of conversation about how much better USA is and. You know, rightfully so, they've really improved. And I, I'm really not terrified, but the decor is not what it used to be. No, it's not. A, you know, when we had Shea Weber and
1: Duncan Keith and you had the Niedermeyer best team and league, Yes. You know, Chris Pronger.
0: Yeah. It I, felt different yeah, for sure. To me, this is though like
2: Gail McCarr's team.
1: McCarr's that. Yeah. Right. But
2: yeah. the thing is, I mean, it depends. I mean, we talked about the 2018 case a lot yesterday. That. Plays into this. Like, I know this is an NHL event, so they'll have to make the decision on it with how. So, I'm assuming he'll play. It, it doesn't
1: play into it a ton. Like, yeah. he daily corrected Bettman. He was like, that's actually our decision yeah, if you're yeah. eligible so or not. So, just and- putting
2: that out there. But, like, I, he is the most important guy by far, and he'll play yeah. by far the most. And having the guy that he plays with on his top pair, it's nice. But what about those guys in in the aisle? Uh, Pellick? Pellick,
1: yeah. yeah Pelik was a guy that came up for the Olympics. Yeah. He hasn't been as good and he's mm. been hurt since, so we'll see if he can refine that form. Yeah. I should mention also uh, some names I didn't say. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Mark Shifley, Stephen Stamkos. They're all, all in the mix. All in the mix. And whether you like Marner or Barzal, that's a pretty, pretty good 12
0: not bad. Yep. I uh, I think you're 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 in the ballpark. <laughs>
2: oh no, his picks aren't bad. I'm like, yeah, we're we're not we're pretty good, still. We're we're okay.
1: Sorelli got some heat, actually. Uh, you know, I just feel like you need some guys to throw out to protect a lead and kill penalties and do those things, right?
2: Yep, hundred percent. Oh.
1: gotta have some guys him. like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, he
0: he'd be he'd be a perfect uh, three four.
1: Maybe you could even put Hyman with Sorelli and Stone. And then have Bedard and McDavid or whoever play with Bedard, McDavid. Hilarious to say on the line. But, you know, have a more offensive
2: loaded top line. I have to say this just – I could cry. I'm so happy we're talking about this. I know. Been a long time coming, boys. Can't wait to see it. Been a long so time coming. So are going to
0: do uh... – the U.S. or we don't care.
1: The uh, other other writers on Sportsnet have done that. other I, I got to do Canada, which was a great privilege. Oh, you did! Thank you to the editors for giving me that chance. So okay,
0: is that out now? Or, or I
1: don't know, but I know it's coming out. If it's not today, okay, we,
0: we look forward to that. it on Sportsnet.ca. So, Matthews Kachuk Kachuk, Matthews Kachuk Kachuk.
1: Wow, that's a line. Kachuk!
0: Chuck. <laughs> yeah, they they got some. Oh, did you bail on? Uh... Uh Oh, no, no. Okay. All right. You got a name in mind Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I drew a blank on countries. Yeah, all good. Yeah.
2: But, uh, uh, the, was, yeah.
1: I, don't sleep on nice. Finland either. Finland. In, who they got in net now? Soros? is he, uh, what's he?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. But they, like, you know, you think of the guys <laughs> that they have. Barkov, rantnin Like, you think about the guys that they can put out there. They're not, they're not hurting either. So it's going right. to be a good tournament, boys. Anyways. All right, good
0: job, JB. Yeah, well done. Thanks. All right, Winnipeg and Pittsburgh tonight. Sean Monahan expected to make his debut with the Winnipeg Jets. Didn't practice uh, or didn't take part in the morning skate, but all indications from bonus is that uh, he's in.
1: Well, that's exciting. I mean, the, when I wrote about the Jets recently, I heard from a lot of their fans Bisky said their number one need is just a second-line center. So I don't know if Monahan can be that, but... He'll be given the opportunity to. Speaking of opportunities, Kuzmenko joins Calgary Flames and is getting paired with Jonathan Uberdo and Yegor Sharenkovitch
0: against the Boston Bruins. Maybe you want to try that against Anaheim or something.
1: Huberdeau Sharenkovitch
2: against the Bruins—that is Kuzmenko. Yeah, tough to see
1: how that works. Kuzmenko. Yeah,
2: I don't know about that one, boys. I think it's going to get a little, it's going to get a little thin here for the for the.
1: Francis says it could be a bit of an adventure, and Ryan Huska knows it. Um, He basically says, we're going to have to take a lot of pride in what we're giving up. You know, like, they're just, they're aware that this is like, I don't know, sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle, who knows.
0: I think is going to come out there and just shoot everything at the net. Yeah. Yeah. I I think he sees an opportunity to come in. Everybody's telling him, this team's starving for goals. He's going to go.
1: Huberto passes, so you're going to get the puck.
0: Uh, and you get the... No
1: mentions of Huberto, by the way, for Team Canada. Oh.
0: <laughs> What's he on page for? 45 points?
2: Is it that low now? Jeez. Um, and Dallas. I didn't know they're, they're coming in here on the second half of back-to-back. So they play in Buffalo tonight, and then they come to Toronto on the second half of back-to-back. So we'll see who they're starting tonight. Maybe they go with the backup and then get Ottinger mm-hmm. in Toronto, or it's the other way around. So we'll see there.
1: Saros is finished. Um, and Huberto is on pace for 10 goals in 81 games, uh, 44 points.
3: Well, it's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. Also on tap, Montreal against the Washington Capitals. Um, Just a showcase to see which Habs are going to get traded or what? Josh yeah. Anderson? I would go after him in a heartbeat. You like him? Well listen I, I think at times there's there's games where he he's not as uh noticeable mid no, he's, he's better than mid. who's that jerk that just <laughs> cut do me you, off me
1: he's like a poor man's P.L. Dubois where you're big and fast and can do a bunch of stuff, but don't all the time. He's like really he's worn got down a big
0: hole stuff. he's got to dig himself out of
2: Pierre luc Dubois,
1: yeah. He does. So,
2: like, oh no, oh, good. The active leaders for points for Finland: Barkov, Rantanen, Aho, Tarvainen, Rupe, Hints, mm. uh, Heiskanen. Okay, they got guys. They're not going to be a cup of tea that? either. Yeah, to me, they're the team that will surprise.
1: Yeah. Well, there's not many options in that category. No, I just so there's even when even,
2: even when you get to surprise. even when you get to the Olympics, that's a team to me that I fear almost the most at any competition.
1: How about the Swedes, Nylander, Pedersen? I'll be oh, blowing the
2: zone be... in the international game, too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. The marquee matchup, of course, tonight. The Edmonton Oilers try to make history against Vegas. We look forward to that game tonight. Our thanks to Mike Fuda in the first hour and Louis DeBrusque. Give me a score tonight, guys. I say, I say 4 2 Oilers
2: for the record. Uh, yeah, I was going to say
1: 3 2 in overtime.
2: 5 3 for my Golden Knights, boys. All
0: right. Really? Oh, yeah, it ends tonight. Enjoy the game, everybody. If there's history, we'll talk about it tomorrow on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show.